broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 49 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. Uh, no Damon again this week. Uh, we miss Damon. Damon says hi to everybody. But Trevor, we finally accomplished something that it took us 49 episodes to get to. 48, I guess. Let's say 48. So we made. I'm you'll impressed. Go ahead, yeah, you're impressed, right? <laughs> I, we made it this far. That, yeah, and and really, we we shouldn't be like this isn't an achievement first of all <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's make that clear that's fair that's fair yeah. and so what we're referring to is we've made people angry <laughs> yes so. and and i guess not i mean they're not really angry at us no. but it's you no. know we set some things that really we we didn't take enough time to look into the subject and that's our own fault so and, and, and truthfully we weren't as careful with our words as we could have been. And, you know, just so everybody knows, you know, we'll pull back the curtain on this thing. We're not, you know, we share all sorts of things with you guys that are going on behind the scenes here. But, you know, when we do the show, we try to simplify things to the to the easiest way to talk about things. And, you know, also doing a podcast, I don't know if you guys know this, not that easy. I mean, we, we put topics out there and you just say stuff and sometimes it doesn't come off the best way. So Yeah, and, and further to that... Um, this isn't a full-time job for either of us. So, <laughs> so we will admit up front that, you know, we, we do this purely out of passion and out of the fact that, you know, we, we love Disney and DVC and all that, yeah. but we like, you know, having full-time jobs and all that, we don't necessarily dig into the, the finer nuances of various things that go on. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and so what the, what we're referring to is we, we talked the last episode uh, quite a bit about the 2020 point reallocation for DVC. And we had kind of boiled it down to people were upset about uh, about it because they weren't going to be able to book uh, a studio with the points that they had bought for a week anymore because of the re- reallocation, which is true. There are people that are upset for that reason, um, but we didn't represent another group of people that were upset about this as well which uh you know the hardcore dvc fan um would know a little bit more about this so and i I was aware about this topic and i I don't know if you were trevor because i know you're a little bit of a fairly newer member but i I was i just read a lot of stuff and i just noticed this before but i i knew the terms but honestly i hadn't looked into it that deep but you're right it was kind of one of those things that i had heard of it but i never really looked into it so yeah that's okay yeah. yeah. And so and so what some of the listeners that wrote in and by the way, thank you guys for writing in. We always say we want feedback, whether it's positive or negative. And, you know, it, we appreciate you calling us out on this because obviously this was a blind spot for us. We didn't discuss this as we should have. And so we want to make sure we remedy that today. And so one of the things that a lot of the members were upset with is uh, the 2020 uh, point reallocate reallocation. My goodness. Um increase what's called the lock-off premium. So a lot of people might be like, what is the lock-off premium? I don't know what you're talking about. What is a lock-off? What is that? I don't even know what that means. And and, and you wouldn't be alone in that. There's a, a lot of DVC members that uh, see the word lock-off for the first time and, and go, I, I don't know what that is. Um, and to be yeah, fair, the, Disney doesn't really explain it. So. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is advanced DVC techniques that we're talking about here for, oh, yeah. for getting rooms <laughs> oh for sure yeah and and so and and so i'm gonna read to you guys and and i i don't like just reading stuff but 
um, it to in order to make sure I get all of this correct and and do this the right way. Um, there is a wonderful article about the lockoff premium on DVCnews.com. Um, they're a really great source for DVC stuff, but this is a really well written article that they put out there, and they they know what they're talking about on this site. So I'm actually just gonna like kind of read this to you, you know, skipping around a little bit, but just to kind of tell you guys what this is all about and and kind of show you why some of these folks were upset about the lockoff premium. Um, so Disney Vacation Club resorts offer a mix of accommodation types that members can reserve during, uh, including uh, deluxe studio vi- villas, uh, one-bedroom vacation homes, and two-bedroom vacation homes. At most DVC resorts, there are, quote, dedicated two-bedroom vacation homes, which can only be booked as a two-bedroom. Other rooms are configured with an interior connecting door uh, between the one-bedroom portion of the room, including the master suite kitchen and living room, and the studio size second bedroom. These rooms are referred to as lock-offs. So now, if, you know, if you've seen that term lock-off before out there, that's what that means. It's basically, uh, you know, it, it's like a, a studio connected to a one-bedroom, basically. Uh, think of it that way. So two-bedroom villas. Uh, so these rooms are referred to as lock-off two-bedroom villas because the component studio and the one-bedroom units may be locked off and reserved to separate parties. So if somebody doesn't need the two-bedroom, they could also reserve that as two separate rooms. They could have a studio and a one-bedroom, or they could have it as one two-bedroom. Hope that makes sense, everybody. So um, DVC Home Resort rules and regulations state that two lo- that lock-off two-bedroom vacation homes be dedi- and dedicated two-bedroom vacation homes have the same vacation point reservation values. However... The studio and one-bedroom vacation homes and a lock-off two-bedroom that are separately reserved may have a higher reservation value than they would if combined as a two-bedroom vacation home. Everybody got me so far. If Damon were on the the podcast right now, he would be typing Z. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He'd be asleep by now. But this is important for us. We want to cover this. So Yes. In 2019, Disney's Beach Club uh, Club Villas has uh, has lock-off premiums ranging from 12.2% to 19.8% depending on the season. During the magic season, it costs 350 points to book a lock-off uh, two-bedroom for a week. But if booked separately, the studio portion costs 134 points and the one-bedroom costs 269 points. The difference between those is 53 points or about 15.1% above the cost of the two-bedroom. That's the lock-off premium. I hope that makes sense to everybody because that's it's an important thing to note because when we talk about you know basically the the idea of when dvc raises points on some rooms they have to lower them on other rooms it's mostly true okay <laughs> because there is there are these separate lock off points that are um, used for things like breakage, um, you know, there's there's a variety of different things they can use them for. So, um, you know, if if a room is is uh, if something happens to a room, they can take that out of the inventory, that type of thing. Um, but due to the lockoff premium, premium, it can require more points to book a resort for the entire year than has been allotted for that resort. So, Beach Club Villas has 36 dedicated studios, 20 20 uh, dedicated one bedrooms, 78 two bedrooms. And uh, 74 lock-off two-bedrooms. In 2019, if all the lock-off two-bedroom vacation homes were reserved as two-bedrooms, it would require 3,027,300 points to book the entire resort. However, if uh, all of the lock-off two-bedrooms are booked and set as studios and one-bedrooms, it'll require 3,219,058 points to book the entire resort. So it's a difference of 191,758. So that's a good example. So you can kind of see what that difference is. Now, this is... I should point out really quickly here that this is something that has gone on since the beginning of points existing. So since the beginning of DVC, uh, there's always been a lock-off premium. As I mean, as as long as there's been lock-off rooms, let me point that out before someone just says, "Well, wait a second, <laughs> there weren't in the beginning." But 
No, so as long as there have been lockoffs, this, there's, this has been here. But what people were upset about is that the original uh, 2020 points would have had the, the lockoff premium rise quite a bit. So the choice, the charts would have introduced increases in costs for studios and one and one bedrooms and decreases in the cost of two bedrooms. As a result, Beach Club, for example, uh, lock off premium in the Magic season would have jumped from fifty three points to seventy six points. So from fifteen percent to twenty three percent. So I hope this makes sense to everybody. I know I'm talking really fast because we don't want to. Uh, it's not that we don't want to take up a lot of the podcast doing this, but um, we want to. You know, obviously, there's a lot of other things to talk about too. But this is the topic that we wanted to make sure that everybody understood. And, and, you know, there's those out there that were upset about this because they felt like uh, this was robbing some buying power from members um, when there's all these excess points, basically. Um, and just so you know, the excess points, um, what what those what those go to, um, they create an inventory of vacation homes that can only be reserved by guests who are not owners of you know, in this case, Beach Club. Um, these guests will uh, either be DVC members of other resorts that book Beach Club um, when the non-home uh, resort reservation open uh, window opens at seven months or there'll be cash guests that book uh, excess inventory. So another place where people are a little upset about this when they have this um, breakage income, right? So they have uh, basically uh, this, a lot of this, uh, you know, this inventory, um, the, the owners don't necessarily benefit from it, right? And so if Disney rents this inventory to cash guests during the breakage period, um, owners may receive part of the rental income in, fo- in the form of breakage income, right? So basically other owners are renting these rooms out. I mean, uh, other owners are getting these rooms or cash, do- uh, cash uh, I almost said cash donations, uh, cash, <laughs> cash <laughs> reservations are coming in. Um, basically some of that is paid back to, to the owners there. Um, it's only about two and a half percent. It's only two and a half percent. It's the maximum allowable amount. So they can only do two and a half percent back to us. So it's not, it's not like it's a lot. And then the rest of it is pure profit for Disney. So all of that money outside of 2%, two and a half percent is a pure profit for Disney. So that's a lot of what people were objecting to and felt that it was kind of a power grab by Disney at the expense of the, at the expense of the owners, right? Re- reducing kind of our, our, uh, the, the value of our points. So I can see why people would be upset about that. And in a very obscure way, too, right? Yes, of course. Like, yeah. like, well, like in even... a way that most members would not pay attention to, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, that's, and that's why this is, you know, uh, the, the people that wrote us in, you know, they uh, definitely feel like the, uh, they express their concerns about this, about this increase in the, in the um, lock-off. I mean, lock-off, my goodness. Lock-off premium. I can't talk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this, this increase in the lock-off premium. Um, and, you know, they, they spoke a lot about it to, to DVC management and, and they felt that their feedback was uh, pretty much instrumental in the reversal of, of the 2020 point out reallocation. So and and I mean, you know, I, I can't speak to, to what their motivations were, but, uh, you know, it definitely seems like that they had some sort of impact there since they went back on it. So, yeah. so I, I know I just read that really quickly, but if you want to know more about this, DVCnews.com, there's a great article about it. Read it. Yeah, I, I would suggest um, when we post this, let's link that. Uh, yeah, link that as well, just so that people can see what we're talking about. Because yeah, obviously, going over all of this, you know, we're we're just really, you know, covering it over very quickly. But it, it is worth reading if you're interested in understanding how these things are happening. Because like, like even Tom said earlier, you know, we aren't. We've said this many times before. We're not DVC experts. You know, I myself, I'm still fairly new to DVC. We're still learning a lot. So this is a good way to understand these things, even if you don't use them, you, you know, it's, it's a good thing to at least know that it's there because 
yeah, when these situations come up, it's it, it helps muddy the waters a little less for yeah. <laughs> for the or, for us. I mean, <laughs> or if you want to, you can just continue like being a DVC member and not and not worrying about these things if you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I I know if Damon were here, he'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? He would just yeah, be I like, mean, "Can I, I, mean, can I still book a resort?" Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> so. that, that's true. I mean, I, I guess part of it is it. You know, it, you know, all all of us we're all in DBC for our own reasons, right? You know, it's not it it's not that we all have to know this inside and out, but you know, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it's a hard line to walk, right? Like sure. it's it, like I, I know for myself, I, I want to know a lot of this stuff, but also I don't necessarily have the time to go in and dig into yeah. some of these things necessarily. And it, it does take events like these, I guess, to kind of bring these things to light. And, and for the next time this kind of thing does come around, hopefully there won't be a next time, but, but when these situations arise, I, I think it's good just to have, you know, even just a light understanding yeah. of these things. Cause you know, the whole thing about, you know, you know, lock off rooms to me, like, for for me personally, it's like, and I'm sure for you, Tom, as well. It's like you know, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna book a lock off. Like I, I don't see myself ever being in a situation where I will need that big of a space. But sure. I know that there is other members out there that do. So I mean, yeah. And I guess to kind of go back to you know what we said on the on the previous podcast is yeah, we weren't thinking about everybody's situation when we were making assumptions. So. So yeah, that's we, we on were, us. <laughs> we were honestly just, yeah. I mean, Trevor and I are part of a lot of D- DVC groups. The main complaint that we saw was that people were upset that they weren't able to book studios anymore with their points. And and that's just what we saw. So that's what we reported. But obviously there was a group of folks that were also upset about the lockoff premium and, and va- totally valid concern. I get it. Um, yep. And and you know I and and thank you for for expressing your concerns to DVC about that because obviously it benefited everybody else as well. Um, but you know for us we like like I said we were just kind of reporting what we saw and I mean I I don't I think I maybe saw one person complain about the lockoff premium piece in one of the groups but I it was mostly like oh I can't book a studio anymore with a week so I you know and and that's the thing we have all sorts of different places where we get our stuff, right? So there's some message boards out there that are hardcore DVC members that talk about these things all the time. And, and, you know, so on that board, that was, that was their main concern. And so we didn't represent that properly. So we apologize. We don't like, we don't want to make anybody mad on the show. We want everybody to enjoy listening to it and have a good time. It's not about, you know, being condescending to anybody or, or not taking into account anybody's feelings on these things. So. Yeah. And, and really at the end of the day, I think it's just, you, you know, we, we just want to learn more about DVC and we, and we just want to, you know, talk about DVC, I think at the end of the day, like it's not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our agenda is not complex. I would say we're, 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 we're we're simple folk. (laughs) We're we're simple folk. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's totally true. So, but again, thank you guys for writing in and for, for throwing that out uh, to us. Cause we obviously, like I said, that was a blind spot for us. And, um, you know, and I apologize for covering this topic really quickly and talking really fast. I know people have complained to me before that I talk too fast and I, I get that, 
but <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today and we don't want the podcast to be two and a half hours. So, yeah. um, so please, like I said, if you want more details, check out that article on DVC news. It is excellent. It covers everything about this and, um, you know, we'll plug the heck out of them because they also, they have a lot of good things about, about DVC on there. So check them out. Um, and you know, you'll, you can read more about this in more detail and, and try to understand it more. And, th- and if there's questions about it, if you have questions about it, after you read the article, shoot us an email, we can cover it on another uh, episode. We can get a little more in depth with it maybe. So great. Yeah. So, so that was our 15 minute apology. <laughs> yep. And so, so let's, uh, let's change gears a little bit here and, this uh, Copper Creek thing is kind of surprising to me. Um, so, are you talking about the weird rooms that they have? No. Um, well, <laughs> I, more so the fact that Copper Creek is almost fully declared, and and the only yeah. reason that this it shouldn't be. Well, I don't know if it's surprising to me, but I figured that Alani would be further along than Copper Creek at this point because Copper Creek is a newer, yeah, um, a newer resort. Like it, like when I was looking at buying into DVC, Copper Creek was just coming up. Or did it, they like push they would... Alani on you too? Like when you tried to buy, like did they bring up Alani or no? Uh, yeah, they they brought up um, when I was looking. It was there was Polynesian was still available, um, Alani and Copper Creek. I think w- I don't know if it was quite available yet, but I know it was coming up quick. Okay, but yeah, Alani Alani's been there for a while, and I, and I guess I thought that this wouldn't. Or well, I, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Because Copper Creek is still in Florida, whereas Alani is, is oh yeah, is a, an external one, right? So I guess yeah, they won't necessarily sell out as fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I and I, it's the I feel like it's the same reason why and like the Hilton Head uh, contracts and the Vero Beach contracts aren't as popular. They're the, you see them on resale market all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I maybe just I don't know if that's just because of you can get the points a little bit cheaper or because they're outside of uh, the, the Disney world bubble. But uh, you know, I, I, I could see that, but I mean, this is such a, I feel like Copper Creek is such a prime location and it's such a nice resort. Uh, you know, I, I've said many times on the show that Wilderness Lodge is just about my favorite resort. And I kind of laugh sometimes when I see people post pictures and they go Copper Creek and I'm like, no, nah, you're Wilderness Lodge though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just a section, you know, it's just kind of part of it, <laughs> but you know, it is Copper Creek. I know, but, um, yeah. but there were some interesting things I thought about this. So, um, Basically, added to the inventory for DVC members were five ted- dedicated two bedrooms, two lock-off two bedrooms, um, one dedicated one bedroom, uh, one dedicated studio, and one grand villa. Okay, and so and these vacation homes are located on the second floor of the DVC wing in the lodge and face Boulder Ridge Cove pool. Um, what I thought was interesting about this, though, uh, there's a couple interesting things in here. Um, well, first of all, Copper Creek now has 171 of its 184 vacation homes declared to DVC. So. Uh, so that's that's good. That's it's moving. It's moving in the right direction. That's for sure. Um, but where was the thing? I'm reading an article there again. This is from DVC News. There was an interesting thing about a weird accommodation type. <laughs> uh, was it? Let me see. Oh. Include in the declared accommodations are seven studios with larger alternate configuration that includes a living room area. Which is I didn't even know that that existed at Copper Creek. I just learned that in this. So. <laughs> That obviously was out there already because some of those were declared already, but I just thought that it was interesting they have a studio with like a living room area. Now, do hold on, let me see if they have a map of this or not. Did they did they post a map or no? Yeah, there's a map. Well, there's like a schematic type of looking thing. 
Right. But, but that <laughs> that's more like where the uh where the rooms are, not the configuration of the rooms though, right? Yeah, but like if you if you look on the end, you can kind of see it's like an it looks like it's an end room. It's like a oh, corner maybe, room. Well, yeah, the, Okay, so that maybe that's why because yeah, it is the corner, and they just yeah. either they had extra space or not enough space. I guess here's the question: is if it's an alternate configuration, is it giving you more or less space than a standard studio? I think it's giving you more, hmm. based on what I'm seeing. So you got to love those corner rooms. Yeah. I... <laughs> um, so I wanted to point out too. So about ninety-two point eight percent of the resort's total points have been declared at this point. So not a ton of Copper Creek, Creek left. You know, it's almost yeah, almost well, done. It, it, it's almost like they have a new resort that there's is going to be available <laughs> here shortly. <laughs> I, you know, I also there was another article on DVC News here that there was a it was a strong sales month, a direct sales month in January for uh, for DVC, and I was like, I mean, I'm I guess I'm surprised. I mean, maybe there were a lot of people. I so January is typically a, a strong month for direct sales, right? Mm-hmm. But. I mean, I thought maybe there were a lot of people that were waiting for Riviera and then the whole resale rule thing happened and they were like, oh, I'm not going to do that, you know, and and then just decided to buy Copper Creek or Alani or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it like that, that was kind of my reasoning for why I bought more points at the poly as well is, you know, just getting grandfathered in so that you have the flexibility of you know, looking at any of the 14 resorts and Riviera and anything that comes after that versus, you know, waiting for Riviera. But then even though if you buy direct with Riviera, you're still getting that access, but, yeah, yeah. but it, it changes the resale though. Right. So, it does, yeah. so I, I think that may have skewed some people's decisions on when to buy in or not. You know, it's interesting though. Like, and I think we've maybe mentioned this before, but I know a lot of people that have DVC that never stay outside of their home resort, you know, so I could see some people buying into Riviera and not having an issue with the fact that, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it were resale, you couldn't stay anywhere else uh, because I, I don't know. I mean, there are some people that just like to stay at Saratoga Springs every time they go and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's the nice thing about DVC, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there, neither way is wrong. I mean, so far, no, of course not. if you asked my wife, yeah, as far as she's concerned, we're going to stay at the Polynesian for the next 50 years. <laughs> I don't necessarily 40, 47 agree. 47 years? 40, yeah. 40, 46? <laughs> 50-ish years. Yeah, 50-ish. Um, I, I don't agree with her necessarily because, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of of that opinion, you know, like, like yourself and Damon, that, you know, I want to go explore the other resorts. But yeah. right now, I'm okay just staying at the Polynesian. But I know, like, even as far as staying at the Riviera, you know, my thinking on that is with you know, Star Wars land with all the new things that are coming, you know, to Hollywood studios and to Epcot, there may be a point where I decide that I don't necessarily want to be near magic kingdom with the Polynesian. It might make more sense to actually stay at, you know, Riviera beach club, uh, boardwalk, one of those resorts, because they're all central to the other two parks. Right. Yeah. That, and that's, you know, I, I was, I think I joked on the last episode that, uh, you know, the Star Wars premium, um, yeah, yeah. That's Riviera's going to have the Star Wars premium, right? Yeah, and so. and and that's the thing, right? Is you know, you know, you you could buy into Riviera when when they release points here, and I mean, it, it's not a bad prime location. The the only problem is, you know, yeah, if you go to resell it, 
the kind of people looking to buy it would have to, it would have to be people of those mindset that you know they're not going to stay anywhere else. Yeah, that's exactly. the only that's the yeah. only problem with buying Riviera, unfortunately. But you know, with them with Copper Creek, and this is the thing, you know, I guess anybody listening to this, if if you're still on the fence about it, you know, if you buy into Copper Creek directly right now, you're still going to get access to Riviera, although it won't be at the 11 month mark, which no. I, I I struggle with the whole seven eleventh month thing because I, I I see a lot of I see a lot of people talking about you know they can't find anything at seven months, but I've never run into I, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like it, it's it, it's hard it's hard to disconnect from that, right? It's hard to disconnect from yeah. you know you're on Facebook, you're on you're on um, you know whatever forums that you're reading, and really you're, you're reading of you know one or two people that are having an issue, but yeah, I guess how yeah how many hundreds thousands more people are just you know booking stuff and going oh, you know it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just booked a trip for June, uh, like a week ago. <laughs> so, okay, so it's so it's January. an entire week. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So it's you know less than seven months out. I mean, given it's at well, initially it was at Saratoga, now it's at Oki Oki West, and those are the easiest ones to to get into. But, um, you know, there were other options available. I could have stayed other places if I wanted to spend more points, which I did not. But, um, you know, there were, there were other options there at, you know, five months out. So, I mean, I, I, I've always felt like, and it kind of what you're saying, it's funny because sometimes you see things on Facebook and it's like one person says something and it feels like everybody feels that way when it's really just one out of thousands, right? It's like thousands of yeah. people had a great experience doing that in one person. And then it's like, oh no, it's a huge problem because this one person said something. Um, you know, and, and so, but there are, you know, and this is, please don't send angry emails again to us about people that can't get inventory. I, I you can't get reservations because of the inventory. Uh, <laughs> that's the next one we're going to get Trevor. People are going to be like, I can never book anything. Well, well, and well here's the thing us. is, you know, I, I, I do sympathize with that, but I do too. I do but too. I, I need like, we need to just check. We need to check the concept here that, you know, you know, one person having issues does not constitute a larger issue, I guess. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, and then sometimes you'll see like, but the, sometimes you'll see like, I've been trying to book Boardwalk Standard Studio and it's like, okay, well, you're going to have a hard time with that because there's only like 20 of those. Yeah. Right? So, and like, and I, I think that's part of why, you know, I, I like doing the show too because we, we can tell people that a lot of people don't realize that there's only like, you know, 20 of those studios. So you're going to have a much better chance if you go for the, the pool or garden view at boardwalk than the, than the standard. But unless you knew that, I mean, you would just think that there's like, it's impossible to get that room. Well, it is impossible to get that room because there's not that many of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and, and, and yeah. And like I said, though, the the problem is, is that it it skews your perception, right? Like that though, hearing those things, it, people hear that you know well i can't get a studio in in you know whatever place and they assume that that's the case across the board when and yeah yeah i guess your experience my experience again it's all anecdotal like it's yeah, yeah <laughs> I, exactly. I can't i can't say as an expert you know that i've had enough trips to dvc <laughs> to say oh yeah you know it's fine don't ever worry about it but but i guess i i'm just one of those people that i i take these things with a grain of salt right sure. like yeah 
I, 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 I agree. I, I don't know how we got we got really off the rails we, on this. One. Yeah, we we, we kind of got <laughs> sidetracked on that. The the the, the, the end result the way, of this is you know if you want Copper Creek, you should probably buy it now. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I, did we talk about the fact that you passed uh, right of first refusal? Did we talk about it on the last show? I don't remember. Uh, well, no. Or did that, that happen that, in between? Yeah, that, that happened after the last show. I, I posted about it. You know, I, um, I, I got a lot of congratulations on right of first refusal. So, yeah, so for those that may have missed it, a um, uh, few episodes ago, actually it was back in January, um, when I put in my, my bid on, on a contract, it mi- did make it through right of first refusal. I'm actually working on the closing documents right now so so we have actually gotten or we're, we're moving through the process and everything um and yeah so we're, we're excited about that because that just means you know we have more points available to play with with all these new resorts and everything coming up so <laughs> yeah exactly and you got in before the deadline so that was good yep yeah well yeah. and again that you know going back to you know things like copper creek selling everything selling really quickly that was our that was what pushed us over the edge because we, we were thinking about buying more points, but when we saw that they were changing the rules, we, we sped up our, our timeline on that and said, yeah, we're going to do this right now. So, and that's why DVC resale market sold 400 some contracts in January (laughs) in like two weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rightfully so. But, uh, exactly. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's I think it's an interesting conversation to talk about. Uh, you know, all these points being declared because I I don't think that people realize that like until the points are kind of like there's inventory that isn't available to DVC members yet. We kind of talked about this a little bit last week with the Riviera discussion where people were upset. They're like, "Why do cash people get to book?" And it's like, "Well, because we don't own anything there yet." You know? Yeah, yeah. It's the, like the declaration nobody... is what needs to happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's you know, and that's part of that. And so you know, DVC members haven't had access to the whole inventory at Copper Creek yet because it hasn't all been declared yet. So that's as that happens, you get more and more inventory. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so this next thing I put in here, I kind of think this is a DVC story. I don't know about you, but I think it's a I, DVC story. I think this matters. I think this matters to anybody looking to stay at Bay Lake Tower because yeah. I, I, you know, it's weird. When when I first heard about Bay Lake Tower, I was kind of like, like, when I was looking around at the different resorts, I was like, I don't think I want to stay there. It doesn't seem very interesting, but <laughs> that that walkway to magic kingdom that's kind of a big thing it's, it's so I, I everyone that listens to the show you know that have listened for a while i own a bay lake right and so mm-hmm. and truthfully contemporary like in bay lake not really my style just being honest however the one time i did stay at my home resort that walk to magic kingdom was the greatest thing ever uh i mean we basically went to magic kingdom every night because you end up where epcot closes at nine o'clock you go back to your resort and it's like well wait magic kingdom's got extra magic hours till 2 a.m why don't we just walk over and you know or just go walk over and check out the fireworks you know Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's so convenient and nice to be able to walk over there even though you've been walking nine to ten miles a day and your feet hurt it's it's and you don't really want to walk anywhere else it's (laughs) just five minutes away it's so (laughs) i know it's like i could see space mountain from here it's close um but what we're referring to is those that have stayed at Bay Lake Tower and, you know, ever since they changed the security procedures uh, back in what 2017, um, that walkway from Bay Lake Tower to Magic Kingdom had its kind of its own little security station um, for you to clear through security. And then you can, you know, you could just basically walk right to the gates to, to go in. 
Um, and so they've filed permits now to enhance this because truthfully before it was kind of like, you know, they threw up a card table and, <laughs> you know, like it was very temporary. Yeah. Looking. <laughs> so, so now they're going to build an actual checkpoint, which I think is great. Yeah. And, and hopefully the idea behind that is that, you know, yeah, the, the temporary thing when it's busy, it, it just makes it that more, much more painful to get through security. Right. Yep. So exactly. yeah, hopefully with them actually getting a proper security checkpoint in, it means that, you know, they'll get people through quicker. Like it, you know, kind of like at the, at uh, transportation ticket center, they've got it, you know, they got it set up well enough that, you know, the amount of people that move through there is, is quite amazing. Like it, it happens pretty fast. Yeah. One, one side note to this, I kind of wish that they would do something similar at Epcot when you get off the monorail, because oh, yeah. that, that's been, <laughs> I think that's the next one. When they're done with, with this one at Bay Lake Tower, and, and I'm sure this is, you know, even going back from 2017, they've, they've just been, it's been on the books kind of thing. But I hope that they take a good hard look at Epcot because Epcot security checkpoints really need some loving. Trying to say that's a hot mess is what you're trying to say. <laughs> in, in the nicest possible way. It, it, yeah. It, it had, and for me, it's it's very fresh in my mind because we were there and we actually went to Epcot two days on our last trip, and that was none of our experiences with security were negative. Like, like don't get me wrong, I, I don't hate security. I appreciate what they do. You know, anybody who works security at, at Disney, you know, I always make sure I say thank you to them. And you know, if any of you are listening to this, like, thank you, because sure. it, it's you know, it's it's a hard job, and the the um. The Especially Epcot at Epcot one. with all the people drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Epcot, um, like the main entrance to Epcot, that it was the worst experience I've had with security. <laughs> and it was just because, just because yeah. they, they how they funnel everyone in, right? Like it, it's just, it's, it's not, not thought out. Yeah. No, it's not efficient. And I would like to think that, you know, they, there's been rumors forever now that they're going to be changing that whole opening area to like, you know, they're going to maybe get rid of the, um, with those legacy things. Um, oh, gosh, I forget the, what they're called. People call the them the, the tombstones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the tombstones, uh, yeah. The, the family. Leave a, uh, is it leave a legacy? Is that what it was? I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, the, the pictures on the Which, on the large stone monuments. I get, I crack up every time because I just go and look at those. And I'm like, you can't even see people's faces. Like, they yeah. just, it looks terrible. Like, how would you even know which one is yours? But... <laughs> Neither here nor there, but I but I would think that when they reimagine the the front of Epcot, uh, I would think that that's one of the things that they're going to fix. Uh, you know, there was an article a while ago that I read that they were that Disney's really concentrating a lot on the um, entrance experience, which sounds like a weird thing, but like how you know what it looks like when you're entering the park, and and you know it's kind of setting the stage for what the day is going to be, right? Yeah, it, and yeah. you know it, I. I totally agree with that. Like I didn't, I didn't really think about it until this last trip, but how you get to a park, it, it matters so much. Like, like those first five minutes in the day, like you said, it really can frame yeah. how the rest of your day goes. Like even, even if you, you know, you like it, it's, it's silly. It shouldn't matter that much, but you know, just having to stand behind, you know, a few thousand other people and, <laughs> Yeah, it, like it, it just it takes away from the enjoyment. I <laughs> know oh, it does yeah. for sure, and I, it's a good thing to focus on because I, I think that is an important thing to people. I mean, I, it's a, it's an important thing to people in their daily lives. I mean, you know, my my wife hit a deer with her car the other day that ruined her whole day. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that's what happens if you're at the beginning of your day is ruined. It kind of it makes it makes the makes it hard to have a good rest of the day. So I, and, I think, you know, if you were driving your stroller up to Magic Kingdom and you hit Bambi on the way to the ticket booth, <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't like that either. <laughs> no, yeah, I, you wouldn't. Uh, no, we, we really need to get. But speaking of a stroller, we need to get a stroller sponsor on this show because I need to get myself a free stroller for when I go in June. <laughs> um, did I say that out loud? Did anyone? Yeah, yeah, what? If, if anyone's anyway. interested, let Paul yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's just if we have any listeners that uh, work for any of the stroller companies, you know, uh, we're, we're willing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. man, just tangents galore today. But no, yeah, it's, I, I'm, it's fine. But. No, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I, I, I'm glad that they're rethinking the security error because if I do stay at Bay Lake again, which I'm assuming someday I will stay at Bay Lake again. Um, you know, it's 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 nice to have a, a built-in security center there that you know is a little more efficient and a little easier to get through, and and, and makes that benefit that much better. Yeah, and I I seriously think you know when when you head there with your little girl, you're gonna be like you know being able to walk in and out of Magic Kingdom like with a <laughs> yeah. toddler. That's that's huge. Like that's, that is gonna be good. Yeah. That is gonna be good. I yeah this this is gonna be a whole interesting trip in June. I. It's going to be like our trial run for the big trip in October because we're going twice this year because we're yep. crazy people. But um, we, we're doing it, too. We're going in yeah, November. Yeah, you do, too, right? So. Yeah, you're going twice, too. So you get it. Yeah. Well, now you have all these extra points, too. You're going to have to. Well, you don't have them yet. But once you have them, you're going to have to use them. And, and so I realized I bought new points. And I'm like, wait, I got all these points now. I got to take two trips. I can't not take two trips because mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to use these things. So, um, yeah, so June's going to be interesting. If there's any listeners out there that have traveled with a, you know, one-year-old uh, to the parks uh, and have some suggestions, please shoot me some emails because I, I'll take any and all suggestions on this one because, I, truthfully, I am this is going to be so different for me. I can, I can navigate all the Disney parks, you know, blindfolded as, you know, just my wife and I. But with a kid, it's going to throw a wrench into all the stuff that we're doing. So, um, You know what I might recommend um so i i watch a couple of different uh vlogs on youtube so so there's various people that do disney vlogs um i I, i'm sure some of our listeners know like of the tim tracker and and some of those like tim tracker he's there like all the time and he's covering stuff going on in the various disney parks um another one that i watched that uh so it's called see a real soon but the real is spelled r-e-e-l um so so it's uh their names are joe and ashley and they um so they they used to do um vlogs before they had kids and then they had a son and they took a break for um i think until he was like two or something like that and now they're vlogging again so so their more recent vlogs it's them with their their young son going around the park so that might be something you might want to look into tom is yeah, yeah. is checking out uh, see you real soon because uh, one i i enjoy watching them they're they're very <laughs> i mean well like anyone who does a disney vlog you know they're very they're very disney people they're very passionate about it and it, it, it's fun to watch them and get their perspective on things but also it, it's funny now that i watch them because um i see like I went through all of that stuff with my son, like, like, you know, figuring out how to do Disney with kids and all that, because it does, you're right. It totally changes your perspective, Yeah. but seeing them go through all of that stuff and seeing one, you know, some of the things they did, it's like, uh, I remember that. I remember, you know, learning that the hard way, you know, you can't push your kids <laughs> all day. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to take and, a break. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so some of those things, but then also seeing how they're, how they're dealing with some of those challenges too. So, so yeah. I, I, I'm sure some of our listeners would probably recommend see a real soon to you if they, uh, I mean, I, I would assume other people here watch some of those vlogs, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would I'll, check them I'll out. I'll take any resources. I'll take any resources. Cause you know, I, this is, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, like I said, I, I, you know, I know all this Disney stuff so well, but I, it, it never, I never, it never occurred to me to, you know, what I need to do when I take a kid there because, it's, you know, when it's just my wife and I, it's just so easy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, it's, it, it's a whole other game, right? It's, yeah, totally. And, and, and you, you know, you want to know the funny thing is, so, so we've been in that <laughs> mode, like, like we've been taking our son since he was four yeah. And now we're just getting to that phase where we're able to actually kind of get back to how we used to do Disney nice. because he's now old enough that, you know, you know, we like, we can go longer where he's a little more independent, all that kind of stuff. So it's, cool. it, 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 it's funny. Like it, it, it's, it all kind of keeps going around and around in a cycle. So well, I've got some time before that happens. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But- you, you got yeah. you, you got some good years ahead of you here. <laughs> well, I, I know the one thing I really want to do is always take a picture and like find a spot where we take a picture every time we go and just kind of see the progression, you know, like every year, just mm-hmm. her getting a little older. Like that's something we really want to do as, as like a special thing. Because, you know, my wife and I have our own special things when we go. You know, we always go and get the same food thing the second we go into Magic Kingdom, the very first thing we get there. Um, you know, it, it, and we have other pictures that we take and, and certain things that we do that are, that are ours, but we, now we got to make a new thing that's ours as a family. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. You so. know, I, I would almost say, um, so everybody takes a picture in front of the castle and not to yeah, take yeah. away from that because, you know, anybody that watched my vacation video, we obviously did pictures <laughs> in front of the castle, which I mean, you got to do it, right? You got to do it. It's yeah, but, it's standard. But my thought is you know, maybe, maybe pick an attraction or something like, like pick, pick a spot, you know, mm. I don't know, like in front of pirates or something that, you know, means something to you Yeah. and, you know, go, go to that attraction and do that picture every year. Right. Like, That's a good idea. yeah, because, because then, you know, also in some cases, you know, those, those attractions change over time too. So you can kind of see yeah. how the progression of things too there with the attractions. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, is, you know, really, like, the castle doesn't change all that much. Like, you know, I mean, that that's kind of the good thing about the castle is, you know, it's a good backdrop that it is, it it's is the constant. castle. But, yeah, it's a constant, yeah. Yeah, but there, I think you know, my thought on that would be, you know, I, I kind of wish we had done something like that, but I, I actually, I, I could probably go back and look through. I'm sure we have, I, like, yeah, our, our photos, you know, do kind of show that as well, but... Yeah, I, I would almost pick an attraction or something to do photos like that. If only they had a photo spot uh, at the People Mover, which is, for some reason, is a very special thing to my wife and I. So, <laughs> hmm. but anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you could do it, like, right by the lunching pad or something. Yeah, that's like, true. I'm just yeah. saying they don't have, like, a photo pass person there. We could always, you know, just take it on our phones or whatever. Yeah. But, oh, all right. Sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Wild <laughs> tangent. They need a photo pass photographer standing up stairs, like, like on the people mover taking photos <laughs> that's what I'm saying. that's what they need yeah. yeah they need to get one there that's it you know we're having on right photo that's good too 
<laughs> yeah. You know, no, that's what I mean is, you know, or just, yeah, it, like, you know how other rides, you know, they, they've got like the action photos, but like, you know, just sitting in the people mover, I think would be <laughs> <laughs> the transportation of the future. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're way off topic, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I thought this next thing was interesting. Um, and yes. I, I like, I like this idea. Um, and so Disney is apparently testing smart speakers in guest rooms. So for those that are not familiar, uh, you know, Alexa, which is, you know, the, the Amazon Echo or Google Home. I'm a big Google person. I've got all the Google things all over my house. My whole house is controlled by Google. So um, if Google ever goes ro- rogue, I won't be able to, you know, change my thermostats or turn on my lights or any of that. But um, this, they're, Disney's testing <laughs> these smart speakers in Disney rooms. And what I think is cool about this, I love the idea of being able to say, like, when's the next bus coming for Epcot? You know, and it like telling me. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I don't know if it would be that granular. I, I would be impressed if they, I mean, I guess they could, you know, because they have it in my Disney experience already. But, like, I, I was thinking more it would be, like, you know, park times or, you know, kind, kind of the same stuff that you would search for, like, on the Disney website. Yeah. Well, but, they're saying in this article on WDWNT that the speakers are going to be just access to internal information stored in my Disney experience. So like wait times, bus arrival times, park hours, stuff like that. So, or even if you could do like, what if you could do like a, Hey, uh, you know, and say, you know, Hey Google or Alexa, whatever. I hope a bunch of people are listening to this and all their assistants just went off. (laughs) 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 Which by the way, you can listen to this show on either one of those. So if you, you know, tell it to listen to welcome home, it'll pop up our last episode, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Just a plug for that. We, we yeah. need to we need to lobby for Disney to allow that in their internal uh, their internal tests here. But I think it would be cool if if you're in your room, maybe like during a illum- not illuminations because that's going away. But like let's say during Happily Ever After, and you can say you know play the play uh you know play the uh, the show music for Happily Ever After, and you could listen to the show through the smart speaker. That would mm. be cool. Yeah, right? that would be nice actually. Yeah, that kind of stuff I think would be really neat. But hmm. I also like the idea of just asking questions and have it, it only having access to Disney park information. Well, I, I'm wondering, <laughs> my first thought was, you know, asking, you know, Alexa, when was the last time I had a Dole Whip? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure I, they I'm, would program in some funny responses, right? Yeah. I mean, there'd be some funny things in there, right? So, uh, you know, and I actually have, I don't know if you've seen this, but I have a Google uh, Home Mini, you know, one of the small ones, mm-hmm. and they sell a little stand for it that's Mickey Mouse. So, like... When you oh, put really? it in, oh yeah, oh if you guys haven't seen that, check it out. It's really super cool. Um, basically, you put your home mini in there, and 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 it like kind of props it up, and it has, and then it puts like ears on it, and you know it's, it looks like Mickey. And I so I have Mickey. that in my, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. really cool. I, I have it in my daughter's room. I mean, it's you know probably the most useless twenty five dollars I've ever spent, but it's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. So they should put them all in that. Although those would get stolen immediately if they did that. So yeah. <laughs> that that's the other question how do they prevent these from getting stolen <laughs> well, i i would assume that they're probably bolted like you said there is probably a holder and they're bolted to a wall or something like that because yeah. i i don't see them you know just throwing them on the on the table and being like you know here's a here's a google home mini <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true oh i feel like the 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 like the wake word for it though would have to be like hey mickey you know, or Hey Disney or something. You think they would use Mickey or do you think, actually, I guess that's the question too. Would they actually have their own voice for it? Right. Because like Alexa has its own speaker voice. Right. So that's true. I I wonder if they would do a, like, 
yeah, either a Mickey or like have Mickey talk back to you too, like answer you in Mickey voice. Yeah. <laughs> Except when like they went for the specific information and then the voice would kind of change a little bit, you know, what, you know what, what I mean? Like really whenever they do rude those things, what, what? if they decided to go with a Donald, that would be like, that would be amazing. <laughs> that, that would be a great, but, but then, you know, it, like, you know, you ask him like, when's the next bus? And you get, wah, 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 like, yeah, just like <laughs> nobody oh, cares. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He just yells. Yeah. Nobody cares at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think this is great though. I mean, I think I, I, I like when they do things like this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I would ever use the, use my cell phone to open a door thing, but I like that they have it. Like, you know, I, th- I think that stuff is cool to have. Um, I, I think the I think the speaker is actually something I would use more than the cell phone unlocking because you know when when I think about it you know that there, there's some mornings where I feel like you know me I I'm kind of the Clark Griswold of my family like I'm I'm the <laughs> one that always has the plan and I'm trying to get everybody else going on the vacation oh that's me too. and. Yeah, yeah. And, and so so you know I'm checking the bus times and going you know we got we got to be out there in ten minutes guys you know so you know I I think I could see myself using it you know you know yelling at hey Mickey when's the bus coming so that you know <laughs> to get everybody else moving <laughs> no I like I like yeah. it I I think I would use that all the time and I think it's become so commonplace in just just you know our our society that to to have these things in your house I think it would just become second nature for people to do that. So you would, you would, you know, ask all those different things. And, you know, I, I don't know if they're planning on incorporating any room control into that too, you know, where you could turn the lights on or, you know, things like that. But I, I think it's, I think it's a smart idea by them. I, I, I hope mm-hmm. they do this. I hope it goes well. I, I, right now it's testing at the, uh, what is it? The yacht club. Yep. So this, just so everybody knows, this is not a DVC thing yet. It's just at the yacht club. Um, so, you know, some point, but I, I, I think it would be cool if they did it. As long as people aren't stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> people will find a way to steal it. Let's be honest. But <laughs> that, that's a lot of work for, you know, a $30, a $30, yeah. $30 speaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, th- this is cool. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Um, So there was a lot of like random Disney park stuff. Like, and sometimes we do this, we do our Disney parks roundup where we just kind of go brief on a couple different topics uh, that we had that are out there. So, do you want to go over this first one? This is a Disneyland one, so you can you can. Yeah, the, these are actually good. I, I no, these are cool, right? This yeah, is good stuff. So, so the first thing is is that uh, the Lion King celebration is coming to California Adventure. So, um, this summer in California Adventure, uh, they'll have. Um, they're calling it a vibrant celebration inspired by Disney's new upcoming live action film, The Lion King. Which that part seems kind of funny to me because it's like, okay, you know, we we know. <laughs> like the Lion King's not new. Like, no, it's but, not a new thing. <laughs> and, and 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 just so everyone's clear, this is not Festival of the Lion King. So no. so Festival of the Lion King is its own thing in um in Animal Kingdom. But this is good though. I'm I'm glad that they're bringing more of this to California Adventure because California needs this stuff. That like they they have a couple of shows. Actually, the one show that they have that they don't have in Florida is Mickey and the Magical Map, which is is a very impressive show in and of itself. Um, well, Frozen too, right? Uh, they, they don't have the, the Frozen the Frozen show at Disneyland. They don't have it. Disney World. Oh, oh, in, yeah, in Disneyland. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> yeah I, I was like, wait, no, the, yeah, Anna and Elsa are there, but yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. There's the Frozen sing along at Hollywood Studios, but there, there's like a legit Frozen show at Disneyland. Yes. So, so yeah, the the, the that's the thing is you know. 
they they have a couple of those shows, but I I think you know there, there's still more stage shows in um, Florida than there is in California. So I'm glad that that this is making a show there. And of course, you know it's it, it's nice that they are also taking some of the live action films and integrating them into the parks because I think the thing is is for every movie that comes out, you know the movies have their own fans and everyone kinds of kind of expects you know because you like the movie that you know the stuff from the movie is going to automatically appear in the park and then the, the last example i can think of is moana where you know people yeah. were expecting there to be like moana stuff everywhere and it's like <laughs> like it, it's in the polynesian like there's the moana mercantile but it's not it's not as prevalent as you would think it would be. <laughs> yeah. They had yeah. a Moana meet and greet briefly, but I, I get the feeling they, they might've had a hard time finding casting that one. Um, <laughs> just yeah. Guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird because it, it's, it seems like it, like so many of those things feel like they would make sense. Like it's like, well, why don't they just, you know, change this thing out for, you know, the new thing. But yeah, it's, yeah. I, I can also see why they don't want to be doing that because that's a lot of money to, <laughs> to oh, yeah, yeah, switch these things out. But but um, so this is going to be like a more of like a streetmosphere type show, though, right? This is not like a stage show, from what I'm seeing. It looks like this is going to be people just kind of wandering, right? Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's um, or oh, I th- I thought it actually was in one of the theaters, but okay, so yeah, you're right. It it, it is, uh, right? yeah, yeah. So so it's you know they get everybody out and they do the they they have the people on the street doing the performances and stuff like that, um, which again, you know. It, it's not on the same level as uh, as like Festival of the Lion King, but well, very few things are. <laughs> yeah, but but still, I again knowing how knowing even how they do those, uh, um, like the streetmosphere things, like it, it's still going to have. I'm sure it'll have a fair share of you know the lighting and the music and everything. Like like they're they're still good at doing those. As like even if you're standing in the middle of the street, it, it feels kind of sectioned off and you know a show worth stopping to see right exactly yeah exactly like you form like a little semicircle and you just stand around them and you know you form your own little theater in the street so yeah no i I think it's cool i'm 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 glad that they're bringing something like that there yeah so i i mean yeah for for those that are going to the west coast you you've got there's actually a lot of stuff there i'm i'm thinking i need to actually plan a trip back to california here in the next year or two because there's enough stuff that's happened that yeah. Enough new stuff that it makes sense. Yeah, you should maybe you should wait for like that Marvel Land to open that I, they're building. I was gonna say that. I I was thinking. Yeah, yeah you know, Marvel Land can probably be done because yeah, Bugs Land wasn't doing anything for me anyway. So, <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get more angry emails. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> for anyone who likes Flick, but I I just couldn't stand. It, it was not fun. Like no. no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I haven't been there, so I don't know anything. So, <laughs> um. So I know everybody's probably Riviera'd, Riviera'd out at this point because we've been talking about it a lot, but blame Disney for that because they keep releasing things like a little bit at a time, you mm-hmm. know, just like little bits and pieces that we get. And so then every time we do a new podcast, there's new stuff to talk about. So uh, one of the things that they just announced were uh, is a new lounge uh, that's going to be part of the Riviera called the Voyager's Lounge. And I think the description of this sounds pretty cool. The description for it, and this is from the Disney Parks blog, Inside this fun lounge at Disney's Riviera Resort, you'll be able to experience an artful little gathering place where you can relax and share your favorite vacation memories with family and friends, featuring decor inspired by a collection of book titles that Walt Disney gathered, including 
while its 1935 European Grand Tour of this lounge will showcase some of our unique connection, uh, Disney connections to Europe. So, I mean, sounds kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it's a neat little area. I, 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 I've said this before, you know, I, I love this kind of stuff. I love when they, you know, they, they put up, you know, the little details about, you know, things, things regarding, you know, Walt and where he got his inspiration from and all that. I hope even, you know, I, I hope that, uh, they even cover off like where he got the inspiration for Sleeping Beauty's castle because there is an actual castle in Europe that he went and visited to get the inspiration for. Yeah. I, and I, the name of it totally escapes me. I should know this. You know, yeah. I'm terrible. I feel like this is a piece um, of Disney trivia that we should know. Yeah, but but I but I definitely know it's a real place, and I wouldn't be surprised if those kinds of things come up in in like some of the decor that you see in this place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's another side of me though that when they start describing all of this stuff, and and I know it it, it doesn't even make sense in my head because they're talking European, but I keep secretly in my head wanting this to be the uh, Adventurers Club that was in, uh, um, yeah. Oh, what was that place called? Uh, or Pleasure Uh, Island? Pleasure Island, yeah. Yeah, because because it had that you know very 1930s kind of look to it with, but it was all like you know jungle and tropical and all that and, yeah, and i know yeah. this isn't going to be that i know this is going to be stuff about walt and i love that like i know i'll appreciate it i know i know my my wife will love like like this is the kind of place that she'll want to go as well because she loves seeing all those old pictures seeing all the uh, you know just, just getting those glimpses into into the things that formed disney like disneyland and disney world so yeah i'm i I'm excited that that they're they're putting more of that stuff into these uh, restaurant type atmospheres. No, I I totally agree because I I think one of my favorite parts of Disney parks is the little details, right? It's it's the it's the small stuff that you notice. And you know, for example, I know a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people in Facebook groups do not like the Abracadabra bar on the boardwalk, uh, the magician theme bar. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you've been there or not. No, not yet. But it sounds cool. I I, I love. That's the thing. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I've seen so many people complain about it. And I'm like, I love this place because I sat down there. I looked around. It was very cool when I looked around. And then I asked the waitress to tell me some stuff about the place. And some of the details that are in that bar are incredible. And that's the kind of stuff I love is that there's a lot of things in there that unless you asked or paid really close attention, you would never know. And that's why it's amazing. Right. You know, cause yeah. and there's, there's that kind of stuff all over Disney parks. And that's part of the thing, uh, you know, one of the things that I really like is, is discovering some of that stuff and discovering some of that detail and some of that story. Cause it's not just a bar. It's, it's got a cool story to it. And maybe it's just, you know, cause I, you know, have a tendency to like the magic stuff. But I, I just thought, I just thought it was cool, and and it's kind of sounds similar to that where there's all these cool details and uh, you know really really small details that you'll have to pay attention to notice. And, and, and I guess the thing is, is you know, a lot of people, I, I hear this a lot. Even like, you know, I talk to guys at work about Disney, and you know, they they say things about you know I don't understand you know why the contemporary hotel is there. Like I've actually heard this conversation where people go, you know, you know, you've got. <laughs> You got the Polynesian, which is themed. You got Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is themed, and you know you got all these ones that are themed, and then you've got, you know, one that you know is not like like it doesn't have a an extremely yeah, it's not overly themed. 
Yeah, like it's not fantasy themed. The thing is, is that this is grounded in real world. This is grounded in you know the history of of the parks and the history of Disney. And I guess it's a different crowd, right? You know, it's di- different people look for those things. And and to your point about you know, you know, these kinds of places are great for getting all those little insights and and you know facts and things that you wouldn't even think about um on my last trip when we were there i had a conversation uh, so sorry side tangent just so everyone's aware um, <laughs> I, I, I don't but, think we should announce that i like just i like well, them i think well, people like us for our tangents so. <laughs> but 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 this relates back to the whole reason of why you know if, if you're discounting the voyagers lounge at the riviera because it doesn't sound exciting to you i had a conversation with the uh um with one of the guys running the ferry boat at when we were staying at the Polynesian. So we were, we were using the ferry boat to go back and forth between the Poly and uh, magic kingdom. And a couple of times, you know, we got there, like, like it was, you know, getting later into the evening. So there wasn't anybody around. So I took some time to chat with some of the cast members and though. So, so the thing that a lot of people don't know is that the ferry boats are named after different Imagineers or different people that had, um, you know, a very significant role inside of Disney. And they do have, um, they have pictures and placards of them to kind of give you that, that, that overview of them. But then um, when I started talking to the, uh, to the cast members, you know, they had extra information about it. Like they, they know these things. They, they take the time to learn all these little facts and all these little things about these different people inside of Disney. So not just, you know, Walt Disney himself, but also, you know, you know, these Imagineers worked on this, you know, um, uh, and I wish, I wish I wrote it down now because the, I was (laughs) talking to the one guy and um, I I was asking him about the general Joe Potter um, ferry boat. And he started telling me about, you know, how, how general Joe Potter, like he was, you know, he was, in the army before he joined Disney and like he, he knew all this stuff about this, this guy's life. Wasn't and what, he like the construction manager for, for Disney world? Like he was like the guy that was in charge of all the construction. Yeah, I, I believe so. But like I said, okay. unfortunately, Sorry, I didn't mean to like, well, no, no, no. But, but like I said, the, the thing is, you know, I, I wish I'd taken more time to, you know, really pay attention to him. But of course, you know, we were on our way over to magic kingdom, which, you know, that's, that's not the time to be doing homework. <laughs> so, um, it is, it. what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, I mean, sorry, I, I'm not going to retain everything that he's saying because, you know, <laughs> the magic kingdom is right there, but, <laughs> but we still had a really great conversation about it. And, and, you know, like I said, these kind of places, they prompt those conversations and they prompt you, they prompt you wanting to, you know, talk to the cast member and go, what about that picture? You know, what about, why is this thing on the wall? Right. And and you end up finding out all these things that, you know, you, the, the whole point of it is, you know, not that you just walk into this place and it's just, you know, a visual representation of something is that you also get a feeling out of it. Right. And part of that feeling comes from the conversations. And, and so, you know, circling back to the Voyager's Lounge is that this sounds like the kind of place where you, you know, you'll go there, you'll have dinner. And then you ha- if you get the time to look around and look at the, the photos and where they get all the inspiration from, and then also the people there know about it. And they, you know, they give you that insight into Disney. You walk out going, you know, you look at the park differently. You look at... 
you look at Disney as a whole differently after having those conversations because you you kind of get that it's like that inside track, right? Like, you, you, well, to, uh, kind of to your point though, what you were talking about, uh, you know, with being on the like knowing like a inside track or being a secret. I had the same thing where I at the con- conservation station back when that was still open. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. It's just kind of sitting there, but. Um, they had like the little petting zoo area. And I remember we just got in a conversation with uh, one of the cast members there. And it turns out she was the trainer for all the animals there. And she was telling us how they were training all these animals and all the different steps they had to take and all these different things. And it's like, this is like super interesting and amazing. And if we hadn't just started talking to this person, we would have had no idea, you know? So that's why these things are cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. And yeah, so, so just to say again, you know, you know, for, for everybody that's, that I've seen, like, like I've seen that comment online where you people go, you know, that doesn't look interesting, you know, that it's not themed. It's not, you know, it's not Star Wars. It's not Animal Kingdom. It's not whatever, you know, but I, I think the merit of it being, you know, you know, sharing a particular part of history, a part of, you know, Disney history I think that in itself, you know, it'll prompt conversations and it'll prompt, you know, you know, being able to go there and sit down and look around and go, yeah, I get why they did this. And I get, you know, what the impact of it was on the park. Right. Like, like that's what I'm excited for in this place. Like, absolutely. And I'll, I'll use the castle example again, is, you know, when you know that the castle or sleeping beauty's castle is based on a real world place when you go back and look at it again later, so, so, you know, you go and you have dinner at this place like Voyager, and then you go back into the parks, all of a sudden, you know, it, it gives you that renewed interest in in the various things in the park, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I am I don't think it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the restaurant and like the, the food and the lounge options at this at this resort. I think they're going to be very nice. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the next thing I had on here is that there's a Coco show coming to the Mexican pavilion, which I actually think is great Thank um, goodness. because yeah. Right. <laughs> have you ever, have you, well, first of all though, have you ever watched that mariachi band? Cause that mariachi band is incredible. Oh yeah. We've just, we've stood there watching them for like the, their entire show. If you guys haven't, if you go to Disney and you go to Epcot and you haven't sat, stood and watched that mariachi band, you are missing out because they are incredible. Mm-hmm. So this is in addition to, this is not removing them. They're going to have like dancers uh, and they're going to perform music from the movie. Um, they're going to pe- pull people into the celebration with them. And I guess they're going to have like a, a, a puppet too of, of Miguel. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I think, um, so for those that have been again to California, um, they do, um, they do a day of the dead celebration in California in, in California adventure. And, I know this last year they actually had that puppet of Miguel there. So, so he was, uh, like he, um, the puppeteer, like he plays, yeah, yeah, he plays the guitar and he, he sings along and all that. So, so I I think that's cool because, you know, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I actually, I really liked Coco. Like I thought I did too. it, It didn't, it didn't hit or well, at least where I live because you know, the, like, you know, Canada is like the furthest removed from, Mexico and Mexican <laughs> culture like it's too cold here for 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 you know you know cerveza and all that but it's never um, it's never too cold for that <laughs> yeah yeah actually that's fair yeah it's uh but um 
but yeah, like like even though Coco's not a big thing here, like like at least in my household, we all really enjoyed it. Like we we loved the whole concept of it. I loved the the way that they approached the Day of the Dead and all that. And I'm glad that you know the Mexico Pavilion. This is again one of those conversations about you know I wish they would take those things from the movie and throw them into the parks. This exactly. is yeah. this is that thing, right? Like I'm I'm glad that they did it, and it's not it's not like Frozen where you know it's completely wrecking. Or I should sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't say wrecking. It, it didn't wreck eh, anything, but no. you know, Maelstrom was completely redone into Frozen Ever After, um, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not doing that, but it's still bringing it in, right? And it's still, you know, you can go to the Mexico Pavilion and you know that that this is there, right? So, and I yeah, be... go ahead. Sorry, I, I was gonna say yeah that you know you know yeah the, these mariachi performers they they are fantastic. So I'm I'm glad that they're getting even more stuff to do <laughs> no for sure and that's yeah. i would have been mad about this if they were getting rid of the mariachi band and they were replacing it with this but it's an an addition to as an instead of a replacement of right so yeah so that makes me happy because i i swear to you that mariachi band is uh, they are so 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 good and i i just it's it'll be cool to see this i i, I definitely think it's a good addition and and plus it doesn't make anybody mad because they're not getting rid of uh you know the three caballeros ride so yeah mm-hmm. anyway so uh, and, yeah, let's 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 qualify that with yet. Um, at yeah, least well, you know though if they did that, if they replaced that ride with the Coco ride, at least Coco fits a lot more in with actual like Mexico stuff than than Frozen does, because Frozen's a made up land of Arendelle and they put it in Norway, even though it's inspired by Norway. Um, at least you know Coco's taking place at a real place. Yeah, that that that's a very well. Well, you shouldn't say that because Coco like. The, the realm of the dead is oh, yeah, I mean, not uh, a real place, but that's, that's it, 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 it's based on actual like Mexican culture yes. though. So you, you know what I mean though? Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it takes place in a real place. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So have you seen, uh, have you seen any videos of uh, Kevin from up roaming around animal kingdom? Cause I just I actually just watched it today. Um, for those that haven't seen, have you seen up? Yeah, I, I'm, I love up. It's one of my favorites actually. So I, I've watched the first 10 minutes of up and then I had to shut it off. It's rough. Yeah. The beginning's I, I, rough. <laughs> and, and I know it's a good movie and, and, but yeah, I, I just could not get past the first 10 minutes of that movie. It's, it's a tough one. It, yeah. They, they bring the tears early in that one. They don't, they don't mess around yeah. in that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit I wasn't, I wasn't in a headspace where I was prepared for it. So it kind of sure. hit me, it hit me a little too hard. And so I was just like, nope, I, nope, <laughs> nope I can't do out, it. And, nope. <laughs> and yeah, we, we, we have, I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but um, so, so to that end though like i i do understand what up is about and I, i've seen other clips from it and i do know who kevin is so he's the big giant bird the big bird yeah. yeah yeah well she so, it's a she actually her. so yeah it's her yeah so i but i i love when they do the and they i feel like they've been doing a lot more of these lately i feel like it was one of those things where they used to have characters that would roam mm-hmm. around the parks and then they kind of got rid of it for a while and then now it's kind of making a comeback you know like cuz i they had that that little robot guy that was uh, not push, but there was a there was a guy that was like a full robot that was wandering around Tomorrowland for a while. Oh yeah, um, yeah, we yeah we saw him. Yeah, last he's year he's still he's yeah. still around, right? I mean, yeah. I think he's still around. And then I mean, they have like the um, those Muppet characters do a little show in at Epcot now. Oh, and, uh, uh, Beaker and uh, yeah, Honeydew. Yeah, and so yep. they have that, and now they have Kevin just wandering around, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom, which I just love. I love the idea of it, although. 
it, you know, in the movie, and and since you didn't necessarily see it, you know, every time he he uh, opens his mouth or she opens her mouth, it's she kind of like does this very distinctive squawk. And I noticed in the videos, I didn't hear the squawk. Although the articles I read about it, it sounds like they do do the squawk. So I maybe I just didn't didn't hear it. But I have to say, it's a very convincing looking character, and it's it's pretty cool. I, I I'm pretty psyched about this. I I like that they're bringing these types of things back. I, I think it makes for a really cool experience when you're just walking down the walkway and you just see a giant bird walking in front of you. You know, I mean, it's very Disney. Like you yeah, don't see and, that anywhere else. And and I think the the funny thing is is that I I think the the reason why they stopped doing that was that for a while like you know how character meets like you know if you go and see mickey or donald or whatever like having those characters walk around at this point like they just get mobbed right like it's you can't have uh, unless it's part of a show you really can't have mickey just walking around because everybody like like you would never get him out of the park, right? <laughs> yeah. And don't so, care how many cast members you have pushing people out of the way, you you're gonna have an issue. Yeah, exactly. So so I, I understand why they, they went more like and again, this is also this is a difference between Disneyland and Disney World. Disneyland does have more of those characters, but um I think the thing is is that like in, in Disneyland actually I shouldn't even say that because I know like there was there was points where like Mickey and Minnie, they actually did a, uh, they did a little um, dance number on main street in Disneyland. So, so they were with the, um, it's called the, the pearly band. I think it is like, it's like a, I'm sure like someone a, will tell us. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe that's what it's called, but they, so they actually did a thing where like Mickey and Minnie came out and they did it. Like they did a little dance number on main street and then left. But again, that was still part of a show. The thing about characters like Kevin and, and whatnot is that, like I, I think it's nice that you know more of those supporting characters are getting a chance, and, and I hope that that this is a sign of, you know, like Kevin's not a main character in Up, like it, like she's part of the cast, but like it, it's it's different than having like like Doug or Doug, yeah. yeah somebody like one of one of the other characters walking around because it's far enough removed that you know you're not, they're not going to get mobbed but people are still going to look at it and go oh cool you know that's yeah. you know that's that character right so yeah i i hope that they're they're starting to explore that more in all of the parks that you know you're going to have more of that you know natural interaction going on but where you don't have to want line up for an hour to to mm-hmm. meet a character <laughs> Well, it yeah. certainly seems like that's going to be a big part of of Star Wars Land, Galaxy, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Like I said, I'm never going to call it by the real name. It's always going to be Star Wars Land. Uh, but it seems like that's a pretty large component of Star Wars Land. It's just these, you know, robots, droids, whatever, wandering around while you're also walking around. And then also other characters just walking around and wandering around, too. So I, I, I think it's making a comeback. And I think it's a great thing. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm psyched about it. And uh, so I, I think as as well, even with Star Wars Land, is you're going to find that the characters are not going to be any like majorly recognizable characters. Like they'll be characters from the universe, yeah. But it won't like I think it'll be kind of like Kevin, where you know they like it's oh I recognize that guy from the scene in the movie, but it's you know not like Han Solo walking around. Well, exactly. Like in Star Wars <laughs> land, you know, it's not going to be like R2-D2 well, walking around. It's going to be, it's going to be some random droid that no one cares about. Right. That's, yeah. you know, that they made up specifically for that situation. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to start calling Star Wars land Batu just to just further. Batu. Yeah. yeah. Just to confuse everyone 
even more because it, it is it is Galaxy's Edge, but the planet that they're on is called Batu, and I That's think true. I'll I'll just start calling it Batu because then, you know. Just to further add to the confusion. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And I'll I'll just yeah. start calling Hollywood Studios MGM again, and then we'll we'll yes. just yeah yeah, yeah that we'll just we'll call it. I mean, some people still call it MGM. I think my mom still calls calls it MGM. <laughs> so, I'm like, mom, it's is Hollywood she, Studios. It hasn't is, been MGM. Is she excited to go on the great movie ride still? Or I mean, probably. She I, I doubt <laughs> she knows that it's gone. I that, mean, <laughs> that's probably too soon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, and and probably Ellen too. You know, she's she. Oh, where's that yeah. Ellen ride? And it's like, oh, mom, it's gone. I'm sorry. I just you know, no, you you're know, not following the news. You know, when when Damon's back, we're gonna get an earful from him for this kind uh, probably, of stuff. You know, <laughs> you assume that he actually listens to us. I I, I want to just start saying like talking trash about Damon and see if he actually notices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but well, to be fair, so so again, you know, I, I'm sure as everyone knows, you know, Damon hasn't been around because he's in the process of moving and he doesn't have actual internet that he he can do this with so or really time uh you know he's busy moving and uh so that's 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 an important thing but he's gonna come back on don't don't you worry he will be back maybe we can convince him for i mean because our next episode is our 50th episode i feel like we gotta have him for that yeah yeah that's and and that'll be really like gosh we're coming up on two years (laughs) two years is that crazy yeah because yeah it's holy geez it's march already it'll be march in a couple of weeks a couple weeks yeah april was when we started right i think yeah first week of april so uh, that's it's crazy that's been two years i i can't believe it and we say this all the time (laughs) when we see how many people listen to the show it kind of blows our minds like on a daily basis so it does it it absolutely does that like i i Actually, I should say this now as we're in between topics here. Um, I So I, I posted that video of my vacation and the, the reception that I got from you guys on it was, you know, I, yeah, I, I, it made me really, really happy that, you know, you guys enjoyed it as much as I did because, you know, I guess part of the thing is I, I've always been very apprehensive to post anything about myself online because I have seen the internet at its worst before. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, sharing myself out there, I, it, it makes me nervous. It, like, you, I know it's funny, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast and you guys listening to it, you've gotten to know us for for a long time. But yeah, it, it's still been a very specific thing. Whereas, you know, sharing a video of myself and my family seems, it feels a little more intimate to me. Right. And so, um, oh, for sure. It's very I, intimate. Yeah. I, I guess I should just say, you know, you know, thank you everyone that, that, you know, that you enjoyed the video. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it because, you know, it's, it is a special thing to me. It's, it's something that I do as, as my own kind of souvenir for, for our trips and stuff. But it still blows my mind how many people just, you know, how many of you are, are as excited as we are about this stuff. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. It does. It makes you feel like you're part of a community, which is nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's continue on here. I guess we, we got a couple more things to cover before, uh, we finish up. So, um, uh, again, more Disneyland news. Uh, so, yeah. World of Color is coming back to Disneyland, which I forgot that World of Color has been down for as long as it has been. And oh my gosh, like, <laughs> that show's amazing, right? I've heard from oh, everybody that show's amazing. I, right? I've seen it. You know, so 
World of Color is on the same level as Happily Ever After. Wow. It is. Like it's it, really it, good show. Yeah. it is. Like it, it's and and the crazy thing about it is that the majority of it is done with water. So <laughs> it's not a fireworks show. It's actually like like just how they do how they do the timing on the water and everything. And then also they, they even use the um so right behind World of Color there is Mickey's Fun Wheel. Um, also called Mickey's Wheel of Death for those that have been on it, and um, not because anybody died on it. Let's be no, it, no, 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 yeah, it, it, it's just it's a very it's a very terrifying Ferris wheel, um, and then and then so they use Mickey's Fun Wheel and uh, the Incredicoaster for some of the elements in the show. Although I think part of the reason why it's been down so long is because they they've been redoing uh, um, it was Paradise Pier and it's now Pixar Pier, and. Um, if anyone saw when I was in Hollywood Studios, I, I posted a picture of the billboard that they still have in Hollywood Studios that says Paradise Pier, which is kind of funny now because that place doesn't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, World of Color is um, it, it's set to come back. Uh, what was the date on this? I missed the date on that. It's like this week, actually. I think it's February twenty second. Yeah. So yeah, like. Four days right. from yeah, when this yeah. podcast comes out, and yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. So, so that'll be, or they have a, a dessert party that comes with it. And uh, I, I should also frame too that you know, World of Color is it was so good that I actually have a canvas print of it in my bedroom of like the like because it, 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 if you look at uh, like like um, Tom, you you linked uh, from. WDW news today. Like they've got a picture of the fun wheel and the colors and everything. I've got a picture similar to that on my bedroom wall because like the, like I said, this show is on the same level as happily ever after in my opinion. Like it's yeah, it's something else. Like anybody you like, if you're going to the West coast, this is a show you have to see. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I, and WDW News Today also, they reported that the reason it was down for so long, it was supposed to be down for routine maintenance, but apparently um, the submerged table that holds all the show elements was severely damaged during that, that maintenance. So that's hmm. why it took so long to come back because it's been gone. I mean, it's been gone for almost a year, I think. Yeah, I, I figured it was because of, because I know that they were doing all this stuff with Pixar Pier. I, I figured that the the reason that it went down longer than they thought was because... Yeah, like that that whole area got an overhaul, and yeah, maybe part of that was that yeah they had an accident during <laughs> during all think, of that. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that like somebody left like a like an electrical box open or something, and then they submerged everything, and then oh, it got whoops. flooded. I think I read that on it might have been on WWNT, but I I might be making that up. But I think that's they were doing the maintenance for in preparation for that you know change uh, with with Paradise Pier and everything, and then mm-hmm. and then that happened, and that fried everything, and they had to fix the whole thing so so uh, the ne- i don't know if you want to mention anything else about that before we go into our very last topic because nope, we don't have a rumor today but yeah no yeah. just go watch world of color <laughs> yeah there you go and we, yeah. we do have rapid speculation though um yeah. <laughs> so um if you've been to epcot recently you might notice a lot of construction going on in the world showcase lagoon um that is in preparation for the new nighttime show that will be replacing illuminations there um, and you know, WDW news today, again, uh, you know, we like to give them credit cause they, you know, they, they do a lot of great work and, and take a lot of good pictures of things. And they've noticed that a, a, a structure is being erected on the, on the Island in the middle there. And 
I'm, I mean, I'm curious. Obviously, it's for the show, but I, I wonder what it's going to be. Like, what is that going to be? So that's a big concrete box. It is. It's a big <laughs> concrete box. That's pretty much what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to wonder because traditionally the fireworks for World or sorry, not I, World of Color. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Get out of California. We're back in Florida. We're back in Disney World now. <laughs> okay, so so I think so. The fireworks for illuminations were all done off the barge, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to say all, but I a lot of them were yes, the, off the, the major- world's barge, and yeah, and yeah, the, the majority of, of thing, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I gotta wonder if maybe this is a replacement for that, so that they don't have to rely on the barge, and so that they have a static place they can do fireworks from. Probably be a lot safer. That too, because, <laughs> yeah, because. Because, I mean, yeah, it's it's a concrete structure. Like, you don't build concrete unless there's a reason for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like it needs to be strong. But I, I, I'm also wondering if it's going to – if something's going to sit on top of it that's part of the show. I I mean, I don't know. That could be yeah. it too. But, again, like, looking at this, it, it kind of messes with the view across the lake here. So, I, I mean, I don't know if they'd build something a lot bigger that would really mess with the view. Or unless I, it's going to be some sort of really cool thing. I, I don't know. I feel that whatever they build here, it, I think by the time they're done, it will it will jive with the rest of the decor around the World Pavilion. Because even, like, I know people were getting on the, Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy building when it was first getting built. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, when I was there, like, it, it was getting painted and everything, and I could see how they were... Like, even though it's a large building, it's like, and, you know, it's sitting next to Spaceship Earth. It didn't stand out because of the fact that they, you know, they had painted it in such a way that, you know, it it, it, it kept the sight line so somewhat like, in. Intact. Yeah, like they like, tried to like blend it in with the sky and with the surroundings with the paint yeah. colors they choose, which and, and so, is amazing. So, yeah, so so whatever comes of this, like, I mean, you're not, it's never just going to be, you know, a brick a brick box sitting in the middle of the island. What it, I think by the time they're done, it'll, it, it'll either be covered up so that it'll look, you know, more like the, because, you know, when you look at that island, that island is man-made, right? Like yeah. it's, it's that whole lagoon is right. So, yeah. So, so, I mean, even though the island looks natural, they'll either make it look more natural or maybe it'll be like a, it'll look like a sculpture or something like that. I don't know, but I, I'm betting that, that it's going to be fireworks housing. <laughs> that's what that's what I was wondering though too is like what if they made it so it was like I don't know like the world that's on the barge is there all day like they make some sort of cool piece of art in the middle of the lake that also serves a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I could see them doing that like like I mean not taking the barge. I I I hope that they've got something new other than the globe like I mean don't get me wrong that the globe was nice but it's it really needs an update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the globe is gone. I mean, I, I don't see it being part of these, these new shows, um, which, you know, makes me sad, but at the same time, it was the longest running nighttime show at any Disney park. So time for it to go, uh, you know, yeah. but I'm sad about it. Uh, it was, it was my probably, I'm not going to say it was my favorite show, but it was one of my favorites, just the music and the, the whole thing, the way it was put together is one of my favorites, but um, you know, like I, I said, I'm, I'm for new things. So. Yeah, I you know I, I guess my thing is is you know I had, like 
I, I watched the older shows a long, long time ago, and and I had them in my head for a long time too. But I don't know the the way Disney has been doing things lately. Like I'm, I I appreciate and I respect the fact that the show is there, but I don't really want Illuminations to hang around any longer. <laughs> it's <laughs> more hate mails coming our way. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry, but like, like I took, and I guess my barometer for that is when I look at the way my son reacts to it. Mm, yeah, that makes and, sense. And, and so I'll, I'll say this is that, you know, we, I, on our last trip, we managed to catch happily ever after like four or five nights. And it was the kind of thing, like, even though we were in our room or we were on the ferry or we were in magic kingdom, he stopped and he watched it like he would he was you know just absolutely enthralled with it and so so that versus illuminations and and i told him you know i explained to him you know illuminations going away we should watch it he was like okay fine and (laughs) and he did the same thing this time that he did the last time we watched it is he was like can we go now like (laughs) like like it it just watching it now like like it just doesn't, I don't know. It's, it's showing its age a lot more and, and there's no amount of like tweaking it at this point, I think that can really get it back to being what it was when it first came out. Like it's just, yeah. And again, the hard part is, is when you, when you have a show like happily ever after, and then you have illuminations it's it's that, so tough to compare yeah well the contrast is so great that yeah yeah you you have to yeah they, they have to do something with it and yeah i still th- I, I still think the new show should be called epcot forever which is the name <laughs> of the, well that's the name of the transition show that they're building but you know in between the two shows but i'm like that's such a great name they should just call it epcot forever i like call it that i, I no i i feel they can do something more clever than that I, like. Listen, Trevor. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw what you just did there. Uh, so, <laughs> no, that I, wasn't the, it. That wasn't a no, shot of me. Okay, that's no, fair. It, it, that wasn't. No, I wasn't taking a jab at you. I just. Can we it, talk about the irony of it being called Epcot Forever and it's a temporary show? I just want to yeah. throw it out there. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, that's just let's throw that out there. It's a very temporary show, and it's called Epcot Forever. But that's either here nor there. <laughs> Why don't we wrap this up? I think we're getting yeah. a, little, a little punchy. I think it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let, let's do this. So, um, okay. Email address. Uh, we are at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. So you guys obviously know how to find our email address because we've been getting lots of mail. We get tons <laughs> of emails. Keep, but keep it coming, guys. You know, it, again, I'll, we'll, we'll keep saying this is, you know, whether it's good or bad feedback, we love hearing from you guys because, you know, we, we, I mean, we sit here and we talk, but, you know, we need to hear from you guys how we're doing on this stuff. So, you know, feel free to drop us an email, even, you know, even if it's nothing to do with the show, or if you just want to, you know, tell us about, you know, you've booked Moonlight Magic and stuff, you know, we get stuff like that all the time. And, you know, we think it's great. We love celebrating your guys' stuff as much as you follow along with the stuff that we're doing. Like it's, we just got an email from a listener telling us that because of our show, he got another contract. I mean, yeah, he wasn't asking a question. He just was sharing that news with us. And I, I love that. I just, yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. And, and and that's the thing is, you know, we, I, 
uh, kind of going back to what what Tom said earlier about you know we we are part of a community here, so you know yeah we do love to hear from you guys. So you know drop us an email if you're bored. We we'll read it. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll read we'll, it. We'll respond to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, um, when are we going to take the website off of here? When are we going to do something with the website? I don't I don't even know what we could do with the website. I I I, I suck at this stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really Damon's job to do the website. So yeah. Mm. Well, maybe maybe we'll. I guess if anybody has, I shouldn't put this so openly, I guess, but um, <laughs> so we do have a website, welcomehomepodcast.com. You can find some very dated information about us on there. Um, From two years ago. <laughs> yeah. We, we think that, you know, it, if we could find, figure out something better to do with that space, you know, we'd be willing to consider it, but um, it, it's not an infinitely open thing, I guess, because yeah. again, we, we don't necessarily have the time to architect a, a brand new website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that though, you know, we are on Facebook. I, I think, you know, Facebook is, is our, our jam. That's, that's what yeah. we like doing. So, uh, um, you can find us on Facebook as welcome home podcast. Um, if you want to, you know, see the, the pictures and Instagram stuff, Twitter, um is welcome home pod instagram is welcome home pics so you know anything we post on there that's you know you know photos from trips stuff like that you'll you'll see it on those platforms so it's a good way to kind of keep track of stuff that we're doing um also whenever you guys uh if you found the podcast through uh google play or itunes or whatever you know leave us a review because that's that stuff's helpful it it's I mean, we get, we get a lot of listeners as it is, but we can get more visibility with those reviews because it, you know, it helps people find the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. We should pop right up. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So uh, if you have any questions uh, you know, about anything we talked about today, please consult a DVC representative or a uh, Disney cast member for more information and to uh, confirm uh, you know, all, anything we talked about today. Uh, join but us next time. Not the bus driver, though. They, <laughs> not, they no. don't know everything. I know people like talking to the bus drivers, <laughs> and it's a bit of a joke, but, you know, and they're very nice. Don't get me wrong. But, now we're going to get angry bus driver emails. Well, but, don't, <laughs> but if you're asking about when, you know, Star Wars Land is going to open, don't trust the bus driver, yeah, okay? They like, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't, don't know, know as much as the rest of us. Sorry. No, I had to say true. that. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Uh, uh, <laughs> join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar.